Hello, I'm Brock. And I'm Betsy. And this is Mountain Home Stories, your community podcast. Where we talk to the people and local businesses that make Mountain Home, Mountain Home. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Home Stories podcast. Today is a special day. It is homecoming for our Mountain Home Tigers, Betsy. Homeco! Go Tigers! Go Tigers! And today we have a special guest, our Public Works Director, Rich Urikiti. So oh. that is a Basque last uh, name, correct? It is Basque. And I remember you taught me and Betsy a way to remember how to pronounce it. And I was hoping that you could share it with everyone. Well, actually, I stole it from my wife. She, uh, you know, she was a teacher, and so t- teaching her kids, they said it's not your, it's not your cat, it's not your dog, it's Urikiti. So. <laughs> it's not your cat, it's not your dog, it's your kitty. So, Rich, when we start off the podcast, we like asking people um, this question of what is a mountain home gem? Like, what is one of those things that you know you are from mountain home when you know this? Well, first of all, I'd just like to thank you guys for inviting me to be here. I'm pretty excited to uh, be on the second podcast. I wasn't going to make the first one, but no, that's <clears throat> that's okay. Um but uh, yeah, you know, I think this is a great idea, and um, um, I like I like your question. I think this is a fun one that I listened to to yours the other day, and uh, I didn't get to hear yours, but you didn't really have one yet. So well, I kind of rambled very long, and I didn't want the podcast to go over like thirty five minutes, and it put us at like forty five. <laughs> so it was just best to cut out my ramble. <laughs> well, I think uh, I I thinking about that. I mean, there's a lot of little things that I that I think are. Uh, gems in mountain home um you know some of the some of the ones that uh, aren't here anymore that i think that's being being born and raised here and uh, growing up and but i think one thing is uh, i think our golf course is uh, is a gem um you know it was nine when i was growing up it was nine holes um you know 1960 i, I was born in well i'm not going to date myself but <laughs> I, I was born a while ago but it was it was built in 1963 and you know there was the, the citizens out there, they went and like picked rocks and pulled the rocks out of there by hand oh, wow. to, to make the golf course. And so, you know, when I was growing up and, you know, I lived kind of by the high school, my, my mom still lives the same place, but I would jump on my bicycle and uh, have my, um, my uh, bag cart, stick it on the back of it. <laughs> and I would pull it my 10 speed all the way across American Legion, all the way. Out, and right then it was out there by itself. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing else. Oh, out wow. There. So, you know, summertime, my buddies and I, that's, that's all we did. We sat there golf all the time. And so, it's, uh, you know, then when they got the, the back nine, um, in 19, that was it, 1998, um, that's uh, just, it changed the whole course. I mean, it's kind of cool because it's two different courses. I mean, you have the kind of the old course that's, you know, some trees and, you know, it's been there for quite a while. Kind of, it has its own little intricate things but then you go the back nine you get to play over the canyon a couple times and it's just it's kind Mm -hmm. of two different courses you know and it's our guys do a great job taking care of it out there and so i just i mean i hate to say that i don't want more people going out there but you know we we do (laughs) yeah but um that's i think that's kind of one of our hidden gems of uh of mountain Mm -hmm. home you know a lot of a lot of things happen out there so it's kind of a fun thing to do that's pretty cool i didn't know it was like community built like citizens out there picking rocks, like making sure like the grounds are ready. Yeah. I think some of our best things in Mountain Home are community built. Like our community in general is one of the best things, but when the community comes together, 
It is. And, uh, you know, my, my grandparents, I know they were out there, you know, my granddad was out there picking rocks to get that thing going and a long time ago. And wow. so, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Rich, we know your history with Mountain Home um, goes pretty far back. So the next question that we ask our guests is really what brought you here. And I think you're one of the few people who I know who work for the city who is actually born and raised Mountain Home. Yeah. Um, you know, my, uh, um, my, my like fifth generation has been here in Mountain Home. My, uh, my ground, my, on my mom's side, they, were, they came as stagecoach drivers. So that wow. was kind of kind of cool, and uh, so they've been here for, for quite a while, and yeah, um, and then my on my dad's side, um, just two generations, but you know they he would they were uh, um, sheep sheep farmers, sheep ranchers, mm-hmm. so moving sheep and stuff. You know, there's there's my Basque part. So there's the Basque. <laughs> there's, there's my Basque part. So, but uh, yeah, it's um, that's pretty much been here for for you know my whole life. I you know moved away when I went to college, taught in Boise for four years. Um, one of the junior highs there when I first went, when, when Rhonda was going to uh, school and finishing up and mm-hmm. so, but you know, our family was here, so we moved back and, uh, that's, uh, it, we, we love Mountain Home. So, so, um, it's easy to see that you have roots here, um, that there is just a genuine love that this truly is home for both of you. Um, but if you had to summarize, if you had to summarize it, why Mountain Home? Like why come back from Boise to come back to this smaller town? Yeah. Yeah, you know, being being in education, you can pretty much go anywhere you want to. I think that's that's the one thing. Um, we, uh, you know, we moved back for family, um, and it, I, I think community. I mean, mm-hmm. it went, you know, and I, I'll probably boil it down some of your questions you asked me too. I would imagine, <laughs> but, but community is a big thing. I think that uh, that is, I when we talk about gems, I think that is really. A, something that's important about mountain home is it is it is a great community i mean you know everybody has naysayers and what doesn't matter what cities you're in and things like that but when it comes to really appreciating your community and the people that are that are making things happen um they they get what community means and i think that's that's a big thing um i'll culture I mean, I think that's something else that, you know, Ron and I looked at Elko at a couple times um, because they had a big bass community there and, you know, a little bit bigger city and, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. really grown right now. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> we we looked at, because I do have relatives there, but um, we do like, this. I mean, it's, that's part of it. I mean, I've been, I've been the president of the Basque Association for, I don't know, 13 years or more <laughs> than that. I, I don't even know. It's been too long. But um the, the the different communities we have Hispanic community you know the Hispanic community the Basque community you know there there's they all get together and do a lot of different things to show their cultures in Mountain Home mm-hmm. and uh, you know we we put on the Basque picnic every summer and uh, so it's, we just want to you know we have the Basque block over there so mm-hmm. with the fronton you know on the historic register mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's that's what that was that's where the community really was and you know with the boarding houses um that used to be there and the, you know Benkechea hotel and all the different you know that was that was a big thing that was it brought the community together and you know mountain home didn't start here i mean it started foothills you know mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of up farther than that and the, the the railroad came through here and that's what brought everybody here and you know if you look at where the railroad is um where it runs one side you have the bass park that's you know the bass that's where the um, 
boarding houses were and a lot of different things. There's there's a lot of boarding houses on, on the other side, on this side of the tracks too. But, uh, you know, Railroad Park and all that. I mean, those are... That that's the cultural that's the cultural center of, of Mount Home, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's an important you know those yeah. are those are reasons we came back. Well, so. and I love that you bring that up because obviously, from an outsider looking in, whenever they think about Mountain Home, it's only Mountain Home Air Force Base, like that's really the primary thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize that Mountain Home has a rich Basque heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we think about Boise and everything they do, but I think in Mountain Home it runs just as deep. And I think we could do a entire episode on Basque heritage in Mountain Home. Oh, so certainly could. So we may be calling you back and maybe and maybe some other members <laughs> could probably speak about that. Yeah. But as we go through the Rich Irikidi saga, um, you came back to Mountain Home, taught, served on city council uh, for a while. And what made you want to go... NBA city council member. Well, you know, when I came back to Mountain Home and you know, I, and looking at how I got to this position <laughs> that I am right now, um, when I got out of high school or you know college, the, the public works director was that was never even on my radar. What's kind of happening with that? So, um, being you know, had I did have math and political science; those are two of my majors that I majored in in college with um, in education. So I was always kind of interested in politics. Um, my granddad was actually on the city council um, in the 60s. Oh, cool. So he served a term here. Um, so, yeah, see, that's where, you know, that's where community comes back in. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, my grandparents built the town center hotel. And uh, yeah. so that was, you know, seeing the plans and that, that's who owned it. Because they had that whole block. That was our, the, the Lattimore family block, basically. Oh, they had okay. that whole thing. So that was where my grand my granddad grew up. I, I'm, I, I, I diverge, sorry. But, um, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, that's the tore down his house to build that whole kind of block right there and do that. So, and it looks beautiful right now. I think mm-hmm. the renovation that, that they've been doing on that, that um, it's pretty excited about that, but uh, I, I digress, but kind of back to, back to that. <laughs> so um, yeah, so came back to uh, Mountain Home when, and um, Mountain Home's kind of always really been, um, when I kind of really think about it, I've really always have worked for the city of Mount Home. It's kind of weird because my first, I didn't work, have any jobs. I was pretty lucky. Didn't have to have a job. I just went to school and got to do sports and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And parents took care of me doing that. And uh, so when I got, when I graduated high school, my first job was actually with the city of Mount Home. I uh, worked at this, on the street department for summer, oh. summer overhire. And uh, I did that, I think three summers. Um, and, uh, um, did that did that one and kind of met my wife kind of through that because um, she's from Mountain Home obviously her family is also and so um, I jumped ship from the street department and went to the um, went to the recreation and I was a lifeguard had, which you know okay <laughs> easy cells that was an easy cell yeah. you know ass you know I mean I love the smell of fresh asphalt going on the ground, but you know, right. okay, but water and the pool, come right. on, here, here you go. So, <laughs> and is I, that where Rhonda was? was and she, she was, she was the head lifeguard. Okay, yeah. see, that's she, the bigger connection. She was the head, <laughs> she was the head lifeguard. So, A little you bit know, prettier employees. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I, um, I, I pretty much, you know, helped run the pool and taught, mm-hmm. taught lessons and garden and did stuff, stuff like cool. that. So did that for a little while. And then, um, so obviously we, you know, got a real job <laughs> and, uh, we, you know, we did work at some, one of the pools in Boise for a while for the summertime. Cause you know, you had to have a job in the summer as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but then moved back to mountain home, um, got on parks and rec cause I wanted to be involved again, wanted to be involved with the uh, city 
So I was on the Parks and Rec Department when we first started the first grant to get the uh, the walking path, the first part oh, of the walking cool. path. So I was uh, helped a lot of the meetings to get that moving, and then um, just opportunity to open seat on the city council. I knew I wanted to do something that way. Um, and uh, in politics, and so you know, and and did that four terms, and then just kind of this this position just kind of fell. You know, when uh, um, um, Mayor Sykes, uh, you know, talking with him a little bit, and what what he wanted done with the in in the department, and said that's something I can do. So jumped in, and you know, again, I probably would have never done anything like that, not being on the city council and not knowing how the city kind of runs for the four terms I was on, mm-hmm. and. Uh, getting to know all the engineers and who mm-hmm. everybody's working with. So it was kind of a fit. I don't know if that's, you know, the progression that might happen with the next one. Probably not. But it just happened to to work out for me. And uh, I love it. I mean, it's, uh, right. I love teaching. I miss the kids in class. But mm-hmm. uh, I like this, something, it's something new every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I, I've always kind of been a forward planner mm-hmm. and looking, looking into the future of what's going on. So that's looking at... Uh, the big picture. So that's what's been really good about this job is I think I've worked on getting the city um, and our infrastructure and moving moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, so for those people who probably only know about public works from like <clears throat> mon from monopoly, you know, being like a space and they really don't know what it is, how would you describe it? Well, I think it's, I look at, I thought about this, this, when I even did this from before, because people ask that a lot. Um, I look, I think it's, it's really everything that you need that you don't really think about until it's not there. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that I think about what public works is. I mean, you, you turn on your water in the morning and take a shower or whatever, and the water comes and then it goes away mm-hmm. and, uh, you jump in your car and you drive down the road and go to wherever your job is you know so if you turn on your water in the morning and nothing comes out right there's problem and backs up there's a problem or i have to take a detour because we're doing street reconstruction so you know i mean those are those (laughs) those are fun things that 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 we've just been hitting right now obviously but um those are things i think that people really don't notice i think that's how i look at public works Mm -hmm. it's those things that are there that you kind of take for granted Mm-hmm. But uh, they're they're an important part of the city. I mean, we couldn't run as a city without those. And uh, so it, I I I look at it as it's an it's an important job. I mean, the all of our, um, our our street guys that are out there maintaining the streets every day, um, our operators that are you know making sure that the water's there, that it's clean, and it's you know you're getting safe water every day, mm-hmm. and then it's going away, and then we're taking care of it at the lagoons and doing stuff. Those those are. Those are your mainline workers that you know really go unsung, and uh, that's I think mm-hmm. they, they do a great job. We have we have a great department like all our departments in the city, but uh, I, I take pride in our guys that uh, they and they work hard every day and they um, they enjoy what they do. I mean, not everybody can like you know go down into a sewer manhole <laughs> or clean something out and do that. I mean, it takes some takes some people that like you know yeah. that uh, that are like their job what they're doing. Awesome. So I know you're a big stats guy, um, <laughs> that we like information. And I think Mountain Home right now, we've had a lot of developments come to the table, a lot of stuff that we passed. And one of the main concerns that always comes up is, do we have the infrastructure to allow for this sort of growth? So is is there any sort of information that you would like to share with us? Yeah, I have... I... <laughs> 
jot down a couple of things and you just from what people do ask me we have really we have over a hundred miles of pipe water pipe in the ground wow. um so you know maintaining that and you know some of us some of us old we're working on that's part of our things we're doing with um, you know, people always wonder why do you have rate increases and why do we have different things like that. And so, what's kind of been, what's kind of great about really um, with the public works part of you know their utilities that you know the people what you're paying for them that's what you're going to be getting out of it. And so um, when it comes to water, you know, there's obviously we have a few older subdivisions that we we're working on getting the um, um, the mains fixed, not fixed. They may be fixed, but they, we want to upgrade them to, to update yeah. them because they're they're going to obviously your infrastructure is under the ground. It's it's getting it's a harsh environment under there and what's going yeah. on. And uh, so um, those are some things that are going to be fixed. Um, so we're going working on those things. We have you know seventy seven over seventy seven miles of, of sewer lines that are under the that getting everything out of there. What's going on? So just maintaining those. Those are kind of important things. You know, water. Um, Everybody always asks that, you know, I think the biggest, you know, um, we do, you know, we have, we, we pump over a billion gallons of water every, you know, every year. Wow. And, uh, which, you know, it seems like a lot and which it is, you know, we're, we're six, 7% of the aquifer mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, and, and water's precious. I mean, you know, that we're in a desert. I think everybody realizes that. Mm-hmm. So we have to really take care of what we're doing. So, um, th- those are those are some things. And so when we talk about growth and what's going on, we want growth to pay for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we have, so when all these subdivisions come in, they put in all the, the underground work and the, the pipes, and then we take it over. So they've, they have bought that infrastructure for us. And so then we maintain it and keep it going through. So I think that's the biggest piece is there's, there's no way we could do growth ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mm-hmm. couldn't put in all that pipe to, to move things around. So, yeah. um, and to, to where, where growth is going. So we just have to be smart about that. And I think we are, um, you know, we know that we're not going to get a thousand homes in a year and, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be built out over some time. So, you know, we have EDUs that we always, you know, if you, if you're ever listening <laughs> to a city council meeting or a public or a, a PNZ meeting, everybody talks about EDUs. And so that's an equivalent dwelling unit. It's like how much a house uses for water. And so when it's, we've, yeah, so, um, we do, you know, Yes, we've over allotted those for what building we have going on in the city, but we're not going to do it overnight. So I think that's the one thing that, you know, it's it's smart growth. And I think that's what we're really doing. Our council, I think, is really, um, mayor and council, they're really, um, they think about those things. And they ask me those all, all the time. So, you know, we're putting in a new well. Um, that's going to certainly, obviously, be able to help with growth. Growth's paying for that. Mm-hmm. So that's where we get impact fees. So, um those are paying for, you know, we don't want the citizens to, do they end up paying some of it? Probably yes, but right. not, not the majority of it. So I think that's, you know, one thing to look at there. And I do want to go back quickly just to clarify. Sure. So, oh. cause you said that we've allotted more EDUs than we've got, but we will not issue permits Correct. for We're the not. amount. Just cause they've been approved by city council does not mean we will allow people to build more EDUs than we have. Yeah. We can only do what our infrastructure has and how much water we can pump out. So, um, yeah. that that's exactly right. But you know, you, you have to, you have to look at the big picture mm-hmm. with how that works is some yeah. of those are truthfully, some of those are never going to come to fruition. Yeah. I they mean, may never break ground. They might never break ground or, you know, they said they're going to break ground in five years. It might be 10 years. And by then we can have, you know, another well and all that type of stuff. So yeah. it, it, again, it's planning. And yeah. I think that's, um, that's, that's what we need to look at. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's, that was, that's a great point. 
No, I really think that's an awesome clarification, Betsy. Um, just like Rich said, understanding the development process. Yeah. Um, it, it really isn't overnight from, you know, just the first discussions with city staff to <laughs> submitting your application to going through preliminary you. plat, final plat to development yeah. plans. It's years. Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the big things that uh, was kind of eye opening when I moved into this position from city council. Mm-hmm. City council, city council is great. You know, yeah. <laughs> something comes in and you, you say, you product. say, yeah, I approve that, move that forward, go out to bid on that. And, you know, and so then all of a sudden it gets done and you go to the brown breaking and you know ribbon cutting cake so easy get your pictures and it's like man that was that was awesome <laughs> the behind the scenes work that really yeah. goes into even before it even goes to city council is yeah that's mm-hmm. uh that was that that was pretty eye-opening i mean i kind of knew that moving into this but uh when i really first got into it and looking at the first project that i had to kind of put together and present to the council and how much work it really goes through and so yeah that's a that's a great point yeah awesome so, Rich, what is one thing or the one thing, and this may be kind of hard, that you wish every citizen <laughs> in Mountain Home knew about public works? Well, I just think that uh, it, it, it's, it's hard. Um, that, that's kind of a hard question. <laughs> I mean, you know, I kind of said that, that, that I think that... People take it for granted that they're going to get water and mm-hmm. the way, and it's going to go away in the sewer system and that it's you know that you're going to have roads. I mean, truthfully, it would probably be easier that we just had dirt roads and you just maintain a dirt road. It would yeah. probably be, it would be less expensive and it'd be much easier. But um, it you know fixing potholes doing this. So I think just uh, um, if something breaks or you turn on the water, it's not there to just. I guess not freak out. I mean, we'll we'll get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna get there. It's eventually going to. I mean, water obviously gonna get done quickly. Um, right. But you know, a pothole here and there, and doing some things or fixing different roads. And we certainly have a lot of alligator roads um, that need to be that need to be fixed. Yeah. I mean, I think we've we're doing a, a lot of roads and mm-hmm. that we haven't done in the past. Um, fixing different things up. So I think just. Just to be patient. I mean, I, 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 it's kind of a hard question to answer, and I don't know if I, you know, answer that the way <laughs> it really is. But um, just that you have to have those things; otherwise, you know, we don't not you don't have a city. You don't have right. you know, those amenities that you want to have. You have to be able to get to them and have those things, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I think kind of in summary, you're just. I think we all want is to remember it's humans behind all of that. The water may not turn on and we're going to get it fixed, but it, remember, it is humans out there getting it fixed. Yeah. You've got guys, you've got fathers, you've got mothers out there. Remember, we're all humans. Yep. No one's perfect. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, the, the frontline people that have to pick up those first phone calls and, you know, when you, <laughs> you know, we get 20 calls in the morning because the, the water pressure's down, which, you know, we haven't had that in the, since we put in that new storage tank. I mean, we, there was some mornings where, you know, everybody watered at night mm-hmm. and, um, the three tanks, the three, the three tanks that we had, um, were down to like, you know, two feet, five, seven feet of water in those things. And so your pressure was down. You didn't have any water and it takes, you know, till noon to get them built back up. So now having that fourth well or that fourth storage tank Mm -hmm. is huge. So we haven't had that problem at all. Um, and those are just little things that, yeah, you know, just the people that answer the phone, you know, they, you, you know it's not their fault, so just be nice to them, I guess. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fair. And like, 
So I've been able to rub shoulders with a lot of public works guys, you know, from streets, water, sewer, and they really are unsung heroes. Mm -hmm. Whenever we have a parade, it's expected that we'll see the firefighters. It's expected mm -hmm. that we'll see the police and everyone cheers. And really, those public work um, employees, they should have a spot there yeah. because without what they do, there is no yeah. city. Well, yeah. when we look at Air Force Appreciation Day, you know, <laughs> I always wait till the last part when the street sweepers come yep. through because, hey, there we go. There's a, you know, that's who we need to be clapping. No, I, yeah. But yeah, you're, uh, you're exactly guys, right. The so, grand finale is the street guys that's and right. the street sweepers. <laughs> they're, they're at the back picking up the uh, barricades and sweeping all the stuff that was off the roads. And But yeah, no, that's... Yeah, the, the yeah, firefighters and police fight, and then police probably you know they are they are frontline obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that uh, it in the pandemic it kind of showed mm -hmm. um, when everything kind of shut down um, that we are actually you know public works are really frontline workers also. Mm -hmm. And so um, we had to make sure that uh, go out every morning and check all the wells and make sure that everything is running and uh, yeah. all that. So we were out there every day too. That's so. awesome. So as we're wrapping up our last two questions, let's, let's go ahead and start with the first one. So if you could say one thing um, that would make Mountain Home better, what would that be? Or does Mountain Home even need to be better? Oh, I don't think it needs to be better. I mean, every, everybody can always get, get better. The one thing that, man, you know, if, if I think if we could have a river... <laughs> if we could have a river right. mountain home would be perfect yeah i mean but i think that's you know we're out here you know you look at some of the cities that have rivers and all the things that you get to do around them mm -hmm. um i think with us i think that uh we're trying to i mean obviously the railroad kind mm -hmm. of you know obviously cities go around where rivers were so yeah. mountain home came where the railroad was yeah. so you know we kind of look at that and you know railroad park nice green space to be able to go through different things so um but yeah i think that's that's kind of the one thing but uh again we, we have a great community here mm -hmm. so awesome and last but not least what keeps you here well obviously it's my family <laughs> but uh I, I just just a sense of community i mean i Rhonda and and myself we we love mountain home we're Rhonda was in did the arts council when staying home with the kids and mm -hmm. so obviously you know she was executive director of arts council that huh, that's a pretty big community thing yeah. um i'm president of bath you know the board of the basque association big community thing um so i think that's just man we, we do we love we love mm -hmm. mountain home it's just a great community families were you know raised here as you and and here um, my my son's still here um but uh it's um uh, it's mm -hmm. a great place you know, it's just like you know. I, I can I can throw Betsy here for a second. You know, her her uh, um, her father in law. Mm -hmm. Him and I graduated high school together. Mm -hmm. So you know, we played football and ran track and both did hurdles and things. I mean, yeah. So he's a big community guy. You know, mm -hmm. obviously he has you know the company here that kind of keeps him here. But same with his his father and his grandfather. All did the yeah. same things. So and then that's kind of where where I am too. You know, I mean we. My dad got us out of out of sheep herding and, and farming, you know, because because he was in education. He was actually mm -hmm. the first first oh, cool. one in his family to go to high, go to college, get a college degree. So um, that was important for him, and yeah. uh, so that's kind of I followed him as and, and he never d did not want me to be a teacher, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I I like 
that's what I like. I like being around people. And uh, you know, so that was what I jumped into that. But, uh, but community, that's what keeps us here. It's a great place. And awesome. all the people that, that live here. So, and the new people, Brock, yourself. I mean, you know, you're new to Mountain Home. Mm-hmm. And, but I think you get that sense of community. I've been working with you and you know how that works. And uh, so we, I mean, if everybody moved in to Mountain Home that's like you, then we're going to be in great shape. Oh, thank you. (laughs) No, and, you know, and to kind of touch on that, coming into a small town, I think being an outsider coming in is intimidating because you can see that there is this structure that's there and you don't know about it. And there's all these very special things that people know about the community that you don't know about and learning those. (laughs) And I think it's very important when you are new. And I know I made some mistakes right at the uh, get-go and I wish I would have taken just more time to get to know people, to get to know places, to have conversations and to know that we are in the type of community where people want to have those conversations with you. Um, I have not met a person here in Mountain Home who doesn't want to say this is what I love about Mountain Home and this is what makes it great and this and that. Yeah. And you have enthusiastic citizens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, even teaching, when I ask, you know, we get new students come in and, uh, you know, I always would ask them, you know, so, so what brought you to Mountain Home? I, I actually had people that said, well, my parents Googled Mountain Home and looked at what it looked mm-hmm. like and what, you know, what kind of happened and they moved here. I mean, and I, <laughs> I, I said, really? You know, I mean, that was uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Betsy, any last thoughts or maybe questions to um, finish it up? No, I mean, I don't think I have any last questions. Um, just thank you for coming upon our second episode here. Hey, I, this is great. I, I want to thank you guys for inviting me, and uh, it, it was a great time. Awesome. I had well, a good thank time you. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mount Home Stories. If you have any comments or recommendations for future episodes, please email us at mhed at mountain-home.us. Until next time.